Aloha, everybody, and welcome to the BRAD Podcast. Today is another fun day where we get to talk about a little bit of marketing, some social media things, uh, and specifically this fun little app called TikTok. Uh, I will admit that I know very, very little about this app, but thankfully we have somebody in studio that knows a lot more about it than I do. Uh, Brian Swatalski um, is a resident here of Hawaii and has been active over at Ambient for a little while now. Um, and is a story brand expert um, and one of the only ambassadors here in the state. Uh, so he knows all about marketing, he knows all about branding, and specifically I want to talk to him about how to utilize an app that seems kind of fun and nonchalant for your business practices. Uh, and I think it's a hurdle that a lot of businesses struggle to jump over, even with things like Instagram and Twitter. Um, how do you get out of that maybe professional candor and get more personal and more fun with social media, which is really what its original intention was. So today we're talking all about TikTok. So with that, I'd love to welcome Brian to the show. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. So Brian, why don't you give us a little bit of a rundown? I, I kind of know the basics of what you do, who you mm. are, but for our listeners who don't, can you just give us a little background about how you got started in marketing and story brand and all of these fun things? Sure, yeah. Yeah, so for the last uh, 15 years or so, I've been working with businesses and organizations who really struggle to be able to talk about what they do and attract the right audience. And so I, I had my background starting out in graphics design and working with some nonprofit organizations and really helping them clarify things, make posters, all of that. That translated into web, that translated into online ticketing and stuff and into digital marketing. And um, I've been doing that ever since. And and how did you initially get into this this creative space, doing doing all of these things, posters, design, and, and these building these elements for other businesses? Yeah, so I think starting out, it was you know more of a fascination between um, a personal passion of mine, which was like the art and stuff. I, I grew up drawing as a kid, um, but then also a natural knack for things that were technical, like computers and everything. And um, an old friend of mine, uh, he said, oh, you know what? You should try out Photoshop. And that was a kind of introduction of both of those worlds just sure. like colliding at the same time. So, Very, very cool. Um, and where did, where did you grow up? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I grew up uh, in uh, in L.A. in a little uh, little hood called Van Nuys. Yes. Um, the movie uh, Dope was both produced there, and it's also about my neighborhood. So um, yeah, it's a it's a fascinating little rundown town. But um, I love them; they're they're great people. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I grew up there. Um, I moved out to Hawaii about ten years ago, um, and I've been loving it ever since. So, from Southern California out to sunny Hawaii. How, how's that been? That transition been for you? Yeah, it's been an interesting one. Um, moving out to Hawaii, you know, first coming out here, there's in in California things are very media centric and stuff. All of the big production companies are out there: Sony, Disney, and everything. Um, and then out here, um, when I first moved out here, it was kind of a ghost town when it came to creatives or entrepreneurs and stuff. Everybody was so scattered. And so um, my first few years out here was actually as a creative was kind of lonely. Um, and I had the fortunate um, 
uh, benefit of bumping into a couple other people who some of them were app developers, others were like web developers and stuff and would meet together at like Starbucks and work on, on other projects separately, but like together and, um, and, uh, and create like a smaller community. And uh, that's how I've met a lot of the people who work with me on my team. I, I feel like we're living in kind of a weird, but amazing golden age of entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. And there's been this transition from people who started off in creative endeavors, working for other people, um, that now have the ability, I think a, be a better, more, more widespread availability to start their own thing. Mm. Um, and we're, we're really seeing kind of the boom and I think not just, not just an explosion in the amount of people who are trying to do it, but the amount of small businesses and entrepreneurs that are actually taking the places of some of these bigger shops where they mm -hmm. used to come from. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and you guys are doing that a little bit at Ambient as well. Mm -hmm. Um, tell me, tell me about what you do there. Yeah, with Ambient, we help businesses who are um, struggling to get customers online. Um, and we use digital marketing really to um, drive traffic. Um, we clarify what it is that people do um, so that people really understand the value of what they, what they um, provide to their customer. And so um, we're finding, you know, really when, when a company is able to clarify what they do, um, they can end up not only getting more customers, they can also end up charging more because they're actually showing the value of what they provide and the problems that they're solving in life. Sure. And, and I feel that's super duper applicable when it comes to these social media platforms mm -hmm. uh, because a lot of people have a hard time actually explaining their businesses, yeah. uh, let alone in these short you know, elevator pitch style sound bites that we're accustomed to on social media. Mm -hmm. So people who are exceptional at what they do sometimes have a hard time even telling the world mm. why they're so excellent at what they do. Mm -hmm. What have you found so far in working some, with some of the companies, the brands that you guys have worked with mm -hmm. uh, in helping them elevate their stories and mm -hmm. telling you know the world a little bit more about their products and services? Yeah, so I think a lot of, uh, a lot of companies uh, struggle because they're really putting themselves as as the main deal in their advertising as the look at me look at me i'm so important and i think you know a lot of businesses and um and entrepreneurs they don't necessarily want to talk about themselves but they there's some kind of unspoken rule that they have to mm. um and uh and they're kind of forcefully putting themselves in the situation oh i've got all these benefits look you know look at the thing and it's got this feature and this drill bit has you know a mm. 25 centimeter this and that and and that will matter some of the time, um, but ultimately it's not the reason why people will buy. And so there really is a better way, and, and a lot of that is actually through storytelling. And, and how, how would you um, consult with somebody to help either start to build their story or, or walk them through even what their story is? So we actually use um, a, what's called the story brand framework, which will, uh, it's a seven step process to kind of um, guide the uh, explanation of what you do as a business or entrepreneur. 
And um, each of those seven steps will uncover what it is that you do to help serve your customer and um, help clarify your message even uh, even better. So that when you do use social media or if you're you know on the news one day or if you have a keynote that you have to present or a sales letter, you can always be pulling from the same language um, and have a cohesive message across everything that you present. I mean, uh, that's that's kind of what we do all day for most of our clients is we're helping them generate their story or um, learn more about a, a process that, that they specialize in. And I think that it's best communicated with some kind of narrative in mind, yeah. some kind of purpose. And it, it's, it's amazing to see how this is translating out in social media. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think are some of the problems that people have faced either in building that narrative for themselves, identifying it, or, um, you know, sharing that with the world. Mm-hmm. I think some of the hurdles that people will, will face and have faced um, is unfortunately confusing their customer um, when it comes to their message. They're throwing too many things at them at the same time. There's information overload mm-hmm. um, that happens, and... Um, in such a crowded marketplace where we're getting advertised to us all of the freaking time. Mm. Like there's Facebook ads, even Hulu, when you pay for it, has ads mm-hmm. on top of it, right? Um, it's just all of this psychic bombardment of messages coming our way. And it's just really hard to clearly understand what what it is that, that people do. And so the entrepreneur, when they're throwing out all of their information, it's just it's collective noise. Mm. And so it's not noticeable. It, it doesn't cut through. And um, and that can really hurt a lot of businesses. I, I can imagine it's it's a challenge when you go to somebody's social media feed and it's just it's just not really clear why you're there or what what they're talking about mm-hmm. and i think we we struggle with that even on our own platforms uh we're on facebook we're on instagram we're on all those cool places that you're supposed to be mm-hmm. as a business uh and struggle to actually tell a thorough story yeah. we, we struggle with how to clarify that because we do want to be like everybody else we do want to talk about ourselves we mm-hmm. do want to get the glory mm-hmm. um in our own narrative mm-hmm. And, and that kind of selfish draw really um, isn't beneficial for the people who are there mm-hmm. to, to consume that content. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so even, even in our, our own journey, um, how do you think we should approach what we do? Yeah, I think one of the biggest uh, paradigm shifts for any business to make is to kind of take yourself out of the, the hero role when you're talking about yourself and shifting into being the guide. Um, Your brand uh, plays a role in some businesses life where they're helping their customer. Like that's, that's their heroic relationship. They get to win at the end of the day, when they work with Brad, they win. Right? So that's, that's not you. You don't undergo that transformation, but you are the competent guide to help them um, go there to be able to give them a plan that's really going to transform um, their business and ultimately their customers' lives, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really, it's, it's a shift from talking about ourselves and way more about our customer and their problem, way more. Mm-hmm. And it's honestly, it's a whole lot easier. So we don't really like talking about ourselves, but talk about our customers, that's why we do, that's why we do what we do, you know? Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. You know, I, I think we're all uh, a bit fatigued uh, from social media in some way, shape, or form at this point. Mm-hmm. 
and it's constantly evolving. Algorithms are constantly changing. There's there's new ways to find audience to to get targeted um, and tar target your own clients and things. How do you do that on a platform like TikTok? Yeah, yeah. So uh, TikTok is unique in that it really gives you about 15 seconds to communicate something effectively. Um, and, uh, that's not a lot of time really to do, uh, to do much of anything. And yet you see all of these, um, influencers and other brands, like even like Chipotle and Apple and stuff, and they're able to do this well. So there is, there is a pathway there. Um, but the, the secret is being very clear and very quickly. So for all of us who are new to the platform have kind of heard of TikTok, mm. but haven't really, um, jumped in and created an account and started consuming content. What is it? Yeah, yeah. So TikTok is an app, uh, it's a video-based app um, that uh, takes uh, recording tracks and um, allows you to dub your video over it. And that's, it started out as an app called Musical.ly and then they made the tr transition within the last year or so into rebranding as tr TikTok. Um, but what it really allows people to do is take audio samples and redub their videos over it. And so um, TikTok is kind of infamous now for these kind of like dance videos because you'll have this neat track and people are learning these new um, these new dances and things and sharing it. And um, it's also created kind of like a new form of meme almost. Um, so you'll have an audio bit and then people will kind of remix it into their own style or their own kind of bit that they do. Um, so it's a, it's a very fun platform. Um, it's very powerful, but, but again, you have about six, 15 seconds to really communicate anything or show anything off. So that's, that's not a lot of time to tell a story. So how do you integrate something like story brand methodology or, or actually produce something that has any kind of narrative mm. in that kind of time frame. Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, I think any brand um, who's thinking about um, using narrative, especially on TikTok, um, probably has to think of it a little bit more similarly to something like Facebook stories, for example. It's a lot short form uh, content. Um, so you can either take that 15 seconds to do like a, a short but complete narrative, um, or you could probably span that over a series of different things. Say, hey, this is part one of, uh, of what I'm talking about. And then there's, you know, there's a part two and, and so on. Um, I think the Kool-Aid, uh, the Kool-Aid brand did pretty well in this is th that they did a series of different videos and kind of progressed a little bit of a, of a story. They went the very practical story route rather than just a narrative, mm -hmm. um, uh, where they issued a challenge for people to basically use that track, um, and, uh, win some kind of a giveaway, but there was a little, you know, like Kool-Aid man dance and stuff with this rapper and things. It was, it was quite funny. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of challenges. In fact, I'm, I'm trying to stick to Gary V's challenge, which mm. is to create more content um, mm. at a regular pace mm -hmm. right now. Mm -hmm. and, and that gets exhausting, just mm -hmm. trying to push out so much things um, to a world who is constantly just flipping through and, and never really satisfied with any one ending. Mm -hmm. uh, there constantly has to be a new stream for them to consume. Mm -hmm. And I see TikTok as almost being similar to to something that you could easily get really fatigued in mm. because it's just this inundation of mm -hmm. new music tracks. Mm -hmm. um, 
have you found it to be like really fun and just like do you get lost in it like mm. you do in some other apps or yeah i'd say for myself personally um i have a not a not a love-hate relationship but <laughs> a potentially unhealthy relationship with tiktok um i spend probably a good couple hours at the end of my day just wow. scrolling through because it really is that addicting hmm. um and a lot of people have found that they'll um especially younger people they'll spend a good amount of like five hours wow. on the app per day um, which is an insane amount of time, more so than any other social media app out there. And, and that kind of just speaks to its ability to communicate to people in general. Like yeah. If there's that much attention on it, uh, it makes sense for brands to want to get their stories told on that platform. Totally. It's, it's that weird, tricky hump that people, like myself included, have never really figured out is mm. how to get branded content onto a platform that isn't built for business. Mm. It's not, it's built for this human interaction, this mm -hmm. kind of more fun narrative. And, and to break through from this corporate structure, this corporate facade of who you are and this presence and posture of your business and just be fun, just be human. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's really more of a personal struggle than it is a practical one. Mm. Like if we can just get out of our ways and maybe yeah. Maybe there's a way to do it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think what you tied, it, what, what you just said is actually very important to how to, um, how to be really good at TikTok, which is just be human. Mm -hmm. You know, um, the platform does really well for people who do, who either do, uh, one of two things is either you educate, uh, or you entertain. And if you can somehow do that, both of those things, then it's a perfect platform for that. But that secret really is you know, just be human. Like you, you know, brands aren't these, you know, don't need to be these huge imaginary entities that we create. They're people, you know, and people share things that are fun. Mm -hmm. uh, people share things that are helpful. And, uh, and if you can do that, especially in a very positive way, um, TikTok is a perfect platform for that. Where do you see TikTok going in the next year, two years, five years? Do you see it having the same kind of um, audience, maybe, visibility as Instagram, Facebook? Mm. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised um, if it if it grows almost beyond Instagram in some ways. Wow. Um, if if not ends up getting picked up by sure. Instagram, like purchased by Mark Zuckerberg or something like that, I would I really wouldn't be surprised, um, mostly because um, it's usually the apps that start out by getting a younger audience first um, that have the most significant growth. Mm. So in the next couple of years, what it's probably going to do is expand into more of the um, more of the adult market, um, and uh, there's plenty of you know, people in the 30s, 40s, even 50s on the app right now, um, not as much as like a platform like Facebook, for example. Um, but that's definitely where where they're seeing some significant growth because people are taking uh, taking attention to it and going like, oh, what's this? And it's strange at first. It's a little bit weird. It's yeah. got its own culture to it, um, but it will suck you in like a tractor beam. And so uh, it's only a matter of time before that really expands in that direction. And, and I think because the attention is there, because everybody's talking about it, we want to be there. Hmm. Um, and I think now it's just transitioning into storytelling like a TikTok artist, hmm. like a TikTok brand would, would communicate. Yeah, right? yeah. 
Yeah, and you know, a lot of that isn't necessarily a super structured kind of way. A lot of it is run and gun, just shooting with the uh, with the phone in your face and and going with it. Most most TikTok brands out there aren't highly produced, um, unless you're like a billion dollar brand like Apple or Kool Aid and whatnot. And and even those feel a little bit alien to the platform because everybody is so. Um, uh, just real and that it is that kind of like I just shot this right now like I didn't give it much time as much as people practice their dances over and over sure. and probably yeah. shot it a bajillion times um, it's it's still a place where it feels like you know oh this is this is just actually me this is just me being me and it's it's more of a heartfelt connection that way it's just fun and there's something really really delicate to that as well I mean with this being probably the biggest uh, time in bullying and mm-hmm. and even just just negativity mm-hmm. in our not just our country but the entire world mm-hmm. to to be that vulnerable to be that human mm-hmm. in a, in such a widespread place mm-hmm. can be challenging absolutely um, so how do you break even that wall down well you know i think in light of all of the negative media that's out there and just kind of the cultural climate we live in in society um tiktok has been kind of an escape honestly mm-hmm. Um, for most people, because it's light and it's fun. Um, in fact, the the most unlikeliest heroes have come t- up to the stage and have gained massive popularity just for being light and fun. Like an example of this would be um, Charlie, and she's just a girl from the mainland, and she started posting, you know, dancing videos and stuff, and nothing super provocative or anything like that. She's just a normal girl, mm-hmm. and uh, and is one of the highest celebrities on TikTok now, mm-hmm. and so I think that speaks volumes to where where we are at culturally too it's like you know we don't have to take everything so serious everything doesn't have to be so negative it's just mm. being able to share and fun and inviting people into that sure and i like what gary v says about that um that right now it's probably one of the best places for businesses to go because the attention is so available mm-hmm. right he says that Versus something like Instagram or YouTube, where you have to have a big subscriber or follower account to actually get eyeballs, places like LinkedIn and specifically TikTok, you can get millions of views without having millions of followers. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, there's uh, there's a number of um, uh, local Hawaii accounts, just just people who have been posting online. They have, you know, like maybe 700 followers or something like that. Uh, but some of their videos, like re- most recently, um, uh, somebody posted the um, New Year's Eve fireworks mm. out here, right off, um, right off the highway. Yeah. And that video has already se- already been seen by seventy two thousand people, and uh, and liked and, uh, and engaged with uh, about like forty one thousand. And so wow. you don't have to have this major following yeah. really to be seen um, by so many people. And so for a brand, it's um, it's really just being able to post. Uh, uh, post content out there and seeing what happens. Um, the brilliance behind the TikTok algorithm um, right now is that it's built for people who've never come in contact with you or your brand to see you. Hmm. So, um, so they have this thing called the For You feed, which is the basically the front page of their app, and it's it's content from everywhere. 
Hmm. It's content from people that you don't follow. And so a brand can easily slip inside of there and end up finding customers that they would never find on Facebook, that they would never find on Instagram or YouTube or anything like that, because it's just, it's just available. It's, it's universal. And, and how are they delivering that? to their customer, if, if it's not based on trends, if it's mm-hmm. not necessarily based on your likes or your subscribe sc- subscriber list, mm-hmm. how do they choose what to put in front of your face? Is it random? That's a good question. Um, a little bit is uh, a little bit is random, and then and they also have a mechanism t- towards leaning. Once they understand a little bit more about you, mm-hmm. they'll start feeding you things that are similar. Mm-hmm. Um, there is the following feed where you can kind of see people who you have engaged mm-hmm. with or like or follow. Um, but the for you feed is really it's it's built with an algorithm for you've never come in contact with this and you might enjoy this. Oh, that's really interesting because it seems so counterintuitive because everything is based on your behaviors, um, your purchase, you know, history or whatever that is. But to be able to get fresh stuff Mm -hmm. is really refreshing from a social media feed. Totally. It's like Instagram in the good days almost. Yeah. Yeah. And, and what I noticed is I actually did sign up for account. Um, I think it's Brad Watanabe if I remember correctly. Um, and I think I put in my location as Honolulu, Hawaii. And as soon as I did that, I was getting fed information, content from local users. Isn't that fantastic? It's it's really interesting. I never would have come in contact with any of these people in my life, but it, it started trickling in that kind of content just for me. Yeah. Um, but you'll see, you know, everybody is on it now. Will Smith is on it. The Rock is on it. All of these celebrities, Kevin Hart, they're... They're on these platforms just kind of sharing their life, being candid. Mm-hmm. Um, you get the backstage pass mm-hmm. to their life mm-hmm. in a way that we've never had access to. Yeah, it's just, it's just a lot of these people just goofing off. Yeah. You know? And it's refreshing. It's, it's good to have that kind of thing. And, and, and everybody benefits when you can just like let off a little bit of steam and just, you know, kick back and relax a little bit. And, which is why it's like my, you know, hmm. before bedtime ritual. <laughs> like, I'm just, this is just so relaxing. People are just having fun. Yeah. It's, it's, it's uplifting. So from a, from a personal, maybe psychological perspective, um, I think when people go on other platforms, other social media platforms right now, I know that Instagram is... It, it took a heavy hit for something like mm. this, which is the notion that it, it breeds discontent mm. with your own life because you see other people mm. and their uh, their fancy new fill-in-the-blanks mm-hmm. or their great trips to the Maldives or something. You're mm-hmm. like, I want that. It builds mm-hmm. this very almost contentious motivation for mm-hmm. you to go and be a better person mm-hmm. and whatever that is. But I don't know that I feel the same way when I watch TikTok. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It it does lighten the mood. It does kind of. I, I don't have that same, I guess, dilemma, mm-hmm. personal dilemma. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you find that to be the same or? Yeah, I would say I would say you're onto something there. Um, I think in part Instagram when it when it, or at least how the culture has developed over time, um, it feels like some kind of unspoken competition. Sure. Um, but with TikTok, it's like, I, I think it comes down to the fact that it's built on some level of collaboration. Mm-hmm. 
It's the fact that you can share an audio bit and, you know, have fun with it or jump in a TikTok with somebody else, somebody you've never met before mm. and have fun. Um, so I think, I think where, you know, where there's a, you know, kind of spirit of comparison on the Instagram platform, there's a way more collaboration and maybe that's just better for, for social networks in the future. Yeah. I can I can definitely see that. I mean, that's what they were built to do, right? Initially, Facebook was meant to connect college students, not compete against other mm -hmm. students. Instagram, in the same way, to share your life story with your friends and family and colleagues. Mm -hmm. And now it's one of the biggest coveting platforms in the world. Yeah. Um, not that it's bad in its own right, but it does definitely trend that that direction for people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow, well, that, that was really enlightening. Um, where where do you see your own little TikTok journey taking you in the future? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, I think um, because it's such a great platform to educate people, um, likely I'm, I'm going to be continuing to post um, videos, um, probably starting out on like how to use TikTok officially as a brand. Um, uh, other things of, you know, might be other tutorial videos and stuff. Cause I do a lot of online courses and, and things like that. And so for me, it's a perfect ground for new entrepreneurs who want to figure out how to build better life skills. And so, um, especially in the realms of technical and, um, you know, digital marketing and all of that kind of stuff, that's ultimately, those are the people I'm trying to reach and it's there for the grabbing. So very very cool so i'm definitely going to have to follow you along on tiktok and see if we can i don't know tiktok together i don't know if that's a thing hey yeah we can we can jump on a on yeah. a little collab and you know do a little do a little dance or something like that or oh, you don't want to see me dance <laughs> me neither i've got two left feet oh man but yeah I, I i love this idea of being able to educate people on this platform while using the platform at the same time um and I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be awesome. I think it's going to be liberating and hopefully bring us back to that vibe of Hawaii, which is kind of this, you know, this party vibe, mm. this celebratory, you know, kind of motivation rather than this very disgruntled and uh, disconnecting one. So uh, where, where can we find out more about you and your personal journey, your professional sure. journey? Yeah, I think most immediately, you know, if anybody's interested in learning about how to use TikTok, uh, especially when it comes to marketing, um, I've got an online course and a book uh, online uh, at tiktokmadeeasy.com. Oh, very cool. Yeah. And um, some of the other things that you're doing, I know you're on your story brand, you're, you've got a lot of other things going on. What what can uh, what can our, our listeners do? What can our viewers do to, to get connected with you there? Yeah, yeah. So, I, you know, I'd say for any business who wants to learn how to clarify what they do when it comes to their marketing, when it comes to their message, um, there's actually a really great book called um, Building a Story Brand with Donald Miller. Um, I would read that book before anything else. Um, it's going to help, uh, help you communicate um, so clearly in everything that you do. Um, and then uh, if, if you're interested in, in finding a guide, um, there's a bunch of guides online. If you're in Hawaii, um, our website, ambienthawaii.com, is where you can reach out to us and we can help you implement that in any of your marketing. 
Very, very cool. Well, thank you so much for, for being here, being on the show, sharing some of your wisdom and your experience with us. I really appreciate your time. And that wraps it up for this episode of the BRAD Podcast. If you've got any questions, make sure you connect with us on social media. Shoot us a direct message. Shoot us a comment or, or let us know what other kinds of things you want to see or, or learn here on the channel, on the podcast. That about wraps it up. And we will catch you on the next one. Aloha. Thank you.